to this podcast for a very long time firstly thank you for your patience secondly <laughs> you will of course be used to you know the the good old bad old days when I, I used to sort of do a podcast like every month or once a season whenever I sort of remembered um but we <laughs> we're gonna get back on track but we're back today and that's something isn't it um I wrote myself a list this morning when I woke up of things I was going to get done today and this was one of them so here we are um I did actually just record something to be the opening of this but it it sort of veered into something not very opening episode what the fuck sorry I I'm recording from my phone if you if this is your first time listening to this podcast you're gonna be confused as fuck and i'm sorry um so i record uh primarily on my phone i just had a notification of what is this this is nothing but trouble oh no 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 oh goodness no okay so (laughs) some girl well i'm assuming so it could be a a man stealing a girl's pictures to post on the internet as well uh but they they have uh they've sent me a message request on reddit and i i don't want none of this do not want to be involved no thank you oh my god no oh dear look I Christ (laughs) what does that mean I'm all distracted but like in the worst way Um, I'm looking for someone to chat to online. Flirty, fun, slice of life chats. What does that mean? What does slice of life chats mean? And some occasional cheeky chats. Jesus. Jeez. (laughs) Cheeky chats. Do I look like Lembit Opic? I... I mean that's really more for the other podcasts but still you see what I've got to put up with you guys anyway what was I saying before all that nonsense uh, I can't get over that cheeky chats slice of life chats what what does it mean um yeah I recorded something that was going to be the opening but then it sort of went off in a completely different direction and it actually relates quite well to something I wrote a while back so I'm going to put those together probably and so this is like the new opening um and it has also veered off into a completely different place but you know that's just what this show is um so to summarize hello it's me Jennifer 
I'm 30 years old now and I don't know how I feel about that yet. Um, We should probably get on with the episode before I say something really problematic or something. You know how I am. poetry I write says nothing to me about my life because my life is preciously provincial still doing the same routines no matter how I age writing the same stanzas again and again chilling but charming page after page because it doesn't matter what I say my velvet voice makes it much more pleasant she told me that I was her favorite thing that I had ever written So I wrote an affectionate album across each inch of her hands with lonely lips, kiss after kiss, restrained and trained to taper off when it all got too much. And it always gets too much because heaven is hazy and heated in a way that no one can ever take for very long. She talks as if I created myself, but truthfully, I am a creature created by life's cruelty and God's gawky sense of humor. I get through it and then I assess the damage while everyone is resting, resisting the urge to ask for a refund on the human experience because nobody likes a whiner. So cynical with so little to say. It's also hideous and so hard to hear. The cross of the Lord around the neck of a girl with feminine fingerprints across her throat and a chokehold of my own torment. So little to say that isn't sullied in sorrow, but Oh, such a sweet little voice. So enunciated, so overrated. I have a load of stuff that I was putting off today because I don't know. I just, I hate Sundays. Um, And I always have. I used to, I used to be so depressed on a Sunday. I still am, but you know, I used to just sit in my room and daydream and hope that I would wake up the next day and it would inexplicably be Saturday again, but it never happens. Um, so today, I have like a very full list of things I ought to have been doing all day. And I did some of them this morning, you know, I got up, I did a bit of housework and, you know, adulting as the kids say. Um... And then I thought, okay, I'm going to have some lunch and then I'm going to get on with stuff. So, um, I, I tend to put something on in the background while I'm like eating because I'm by myself a lot of the time and it's weird if I don't. So I stuck on, uh, The Simpsons because I've been doing a little, you know, watching of that lately and I put on the one with I mean it's not Morrissey but it's basically Morrissey (laughs) so if you haven't seen it there's an episode of the Simpsons where Lisa gets obsessed with this like English you know miserable bastard vegan singer that is basically supposed to be Morrissey from the Smiths um 
and they go on this whole adventure. I don't want to say too much because I'm going to spoil it, but basically Morrissey, the real one, threw a fucking tantrum when it was released because he was really upset. Um, and and Morrissey as a person is... Uh, well, he's, he's a great disappointment to the majority of his fan base. <laughs> but I... I relate to Morrissey in a way um, because I too am probably a great disappointment to many people. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I spent, and I still spend a lot of time, but I, I spent a lot of my life being like, oh, everything is so bleak and drab and nobody understands me. And oh my God, very that, very that. You know, oh, I'm so different from everybody else because I read books. Um, of course, I, I sort of grew out of that when I was, like, 17. Um, some people don't, and that's okay. But... <laughs> and also, you know, we have the, the shared experience of being, you know, homos in massive amounts of denial. So we can relate on that, too. Um, but I've always liked that episode um, because it's it's just it's funny to me as somebody that digs his music but finds the reality of him deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I finished my lunch. I should go and I should do some stuff because I, I have a whole a whole fucking schedule of things I ought to be doing. Um, recording this podcast for one um, I also hadn't written anything today yet um, uh, I hadn't done uh, you know watering the plants in the garden yet which I will get to at some point although I don't know if there is any point because it's raining all the time so why don't I just let nature do it I don't know um, <laughs> um Um, I have to record uh, another podcast as well as this one and I've also got a stream at some point today <laughs> and it is currently almost 3pm and I am not doing those things but what I did do after I watched the episode and I had my lunch um, I... I have beans on toast, by the way, if you're wondering. It was very nice. Um, and she, she's a real gourmet girl, you know. Uh, so I... I just started thinking about Morrissey. <laughs> and I went on YouTube and I watched loads of his like music videos and performances and stuff. And I was like, oh my god. There is so much... Even if I pretend I'm sort of beyond that phase of like, I'm so different and damaged and special. I'm not really. But that's not because I don't want to be, but because in a way, parts of that kind of cynicism and sneery uppityness came from the fact that I looked at other people and they all seemed relatively well adjusted. And then I looked at myself and I thought, oh my God, we are not that and that was hard to take in and so you kind of push it out in a different way you know um it's not that i am 
you know stunted and slightly broken it's that everybody else sucks and it's comforting to go back to that you know sometimes it it makes you feel good because you feel less bad about yourself um and I decided to look it in the face and be like you know what let's look at why we fucking hate everybody and do we actually hate everybody or do we just tell ourselves that we hate everybody because then if everybody rejects you you don't feel so bad about it probably probably and then I was finally able to write something today and I felt very good about it (laughs) normally I write stuff in the morning so it's quite late in the day for me um but we finally got there and it was it was nice it was nice and now I'm finally getting on with the things I have to do today so I guess in a really weird um you know convoluted way thanks Morrissey this is the first decent thing that you've done (laughs) since like um probably dear god please help me It is 4am and I need to empty out my head because every time she hits the pillow and pauses to read aloud uh, another tortured thought, that of course means no sleep. So I have a sly plan to make a list, leaving it all in the lines so I can lie down and get lost in rest. I start thinking about these things because they are easier to think about than the thing I've been avoiding. Perhaps I should stop avoiding it. Perhaps not. I mean, who even knows at this point? I don't know if my mother will like the Christmas gift I lovingly but poorly wrapped for her, even though she picked it out herself. I wonder this because I don't know if she likes me. I wouldn't like me if I was my daughter. I don't even like me now. I don't like myself because of the thing I'm avoiding. I can talk about it in flowery, flamboyant prose or stunted sweet stanzas, but I can never just say it scientifically. I am living in a pandemic and I still don't understand the first thing about science. I feel stupid and I wonder if it's because I went to a bad school or because I have a bad brain. The brain can't be that bad because the brain wrote wonderful things and the school is just a derelict building now, closed after collapsing under the weight of its own worthlessness. By that I mean they failed one too many Ofsted inspections, so it must be the school. I hold on to the idea that I am a great writer because I don't have anything else. I'm not pretty despite the title of my last record. I'm not a nice person, despite constantly writing myself as one. I'm not funny, despite my life being hilarious from an outside perspective. And all I have is this. This is my only value to the world. I will never discover the cure for cancer or bring peace to Palestine and Israel. I couldn't even point to Palestine or Israel on a map. I will never be a good mother. I am not a good friend. I would make a terrible wife. I am not a good person. All I am is a good writer. Not even great, just good with delusions of grandeur. I am 90% sure that my landlord is touching my underwear when I'm out of the house. 
He comes round to do a lot of maintenance and always seems to come round when I'm out. He never used to do this when a man lived in this house. I was in love with my best friend when I was at school, but I never told her because I was disgusted by my desire. I used to start fights with her just to try and make her leave, but she never did. And every now and again, I delude myself that maybe that was because she was in love with me too. And then I cry out of nowhere because I didn't ever tell her and she used to get so sad about how she wasn't beautiful like the other girls, but she was, she fucking was. And I never told her and maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she'd think it was disgusting, but at least she would know that someone thought she was beautiful. Maybe she wouldn't have thought it was disgusting. Maybe she wouldn't have thought I was disgusting. Maybe she would have felt the same. Maybe if she didn't feel the same, she would have at least accepted me as I was. No, 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 we are not doing that tonight. Maybe I should tell her now. I've still got her number. We are still friends on Facebook. I could tell her now. I could tell her today. I said no. My first girlfriend died and all I ever had with her was a few chaste kisses because we were both too afraid of how passively powerful our vaginas were and I miss her and I miss the sadness in her eyes at the state of us and I miss the promise of more to come, nothing ever came. Something that could have come if we ever found the courage. I miss imagining how she'd look if she only looked a little less guilty and sad and I miss the hope and I miss the secrecy. I am thinking about the thing. Oops. I hate when people tell me that I'm valid because there is still a big part of myself that sees a monster in the mirror. I see a demon preyed upon by witches surrounded by hellfire with nowhere to go. Born bad but tricked into worse by pretty girls with their pretty faces and their pretty perversions. I don't want you to tell me that I'm fucking valid because being fucking valid means that I'm marked. Normal people don't get told that they are valid. Normal people, they, they're just, they just are. Nobody needs to tell normal people that they are valid. Now that I'm valid, I'm no longer normal and it all feels pretty fucking vapid. Sometimes I think I want to go back and I want to take it back and I say to myself, you can suffer again. It could be fun like the good old days, vintage virtue, suffering but in a sentimental way, breaking down at the sight of a bed because it reminds me of what I have to give away for the safety of a normal sexuality that isn't valid, but it's, it's all I've known for most of my life and suddenly being valid doesn't keep me safe from my own disapproval. I mean, what do you do when the call of God hates dykes is coming from inside the fucking house? I live in this house. I can't leave. I no longer desire death. I think that's an achievement. I suppose I, I just kind of felt like, I mean, I'd already stuck around this whole time. I may as well see it through and see what happens. I know what happens. I spend a few months being adored because I'm exploring myself and being brave and valid. And then I get scared and I stumble back into the dark depths of my wardrobe and I hold hands with the ghost of my angel until I find some dreadful man that I can be sure will cheat on me enough that nobody questions my lack of sex drive. I marry him. I have a child. That child will be my one and only reason for living, and that will be very unhealthy for them and for me. I slowly die, finishing off somewhere in my mid-40s. 
I'm going to watch Paddington. I always watch Paddington when I can't sleep. It's the only reason that I'm probably still alive. And the only reason I can't sleep is because I'm thinking about the thing. And Paddington doesn't think about the thing. Paddington just cares about politeness and marmalade sandwiches. And I marvel at a life like that. Oh, to be a small bear with a fulfilling life. Girls on dating apps make me feel disgusting. Girls in bars make me feel invisible. I am caged by how unsociable I have always been and how little effort I always put into being a free spirit. I was kind of resting on being an Aquarius and <laughs> being kind of weird because nobody questions it and it makes me sound a bit interesting. But the truth is, I'm not very interesting. I am too much of a prude for Tinder. I am too much on the brink of alcoholism to be a beautiful barfly. Everyone wants to hook up and I get off on shaming them because I desperately want real love i i need real love before sex because it's a coping mechanism i tell myself that if i'm in love with her it won't be so wrong and we probably won't go to hell immediately i mean we might end up there but we'll, <laughs> we'll have a little bit of time in between right and maybe it wouldn't be wrong at all part of me thinks that that's a lie um but I'm too old to try and rationalize my own lies and I'm getting older by the second so I really should just get it on just get the show on the road because I have wasted so much of my life already my greatest fear is that I've done this all for nothing I wrote this meaningful monologue about living my truth and everyone clapped but then everyone dispersed after the discourse and I'm not rewarded with a soulmate or even a six-month fling that I can spin into the most dramatic of love affairs in my memoirs. What if there really isn't someone for everyone? What if there are not plenty of fish in the sea because of climate change or whatever? What if my best chance of not dying alone was dying without dignity with someone I despised? What if... I've walked into the sunlight and now the sun is falling. It is now 4.15. I am not any less tired, but I will lay here in silence because there's nobody to see me cry. Nobody to impress. Nobody to lie to. Nobody to tell the truth to. Just silence. And that is what I need right now. I need silence. I need to shut up. Hi, it's me again. Um, I say that like I just haven't, you know, skipped making episodes of this podcast for a, a minute, but... And I'd love to have, like, a really solid, um, understandable reason for that, but... That's complicated. But it isn't. No. So... <laughs> um... I actually, I think I had said this on the, on the last episode of this that I did um but the, creating a show that is essentially me talking about myself for like an hour a week or whatever turned out to be a, a massive mistake um 
you know, we managed to get through like 200 episodes, but then I kind of reached this point of it's it's look, it's not that I hate myself. I mean a little, but that's kind of always been there. Um but it's difficult because I have spent like 90% of my life micromanaging how I am perceived so that all the secrets that I have don't get out. It's really just one big secret, but you know. But there are many ways it could have been discovered, so it's like I have to it was like writing a new story you know I'm just crafting this whole thing and then now that I've stripped that back and I'm like okay here's the fucking secret here you go it's hard because I don't like looking at that and I feel like I should be past that now I really do. I feel like I should be able to be accepting and comfortable with myself. Especially because everybody else is. Um, I can't. And not to complain, but I'm going to complain. I feel like that is something that nobody tells you when you, when you open yourself up and you're truthful about what's, what's always been there and everything like that. Nobody tells you that everybody could be so nice and so kind but you might not be able to do that for yourself because when it comes to everybody else you know like I (laughs) you know I will accept everybody else for who they are how they come, whatever, it doesn't bother me, it's all cool with me, you know, I, I was, I was fucking saying love is love back when equal marriage was literally illegal in the country I lived in, um, and I still feel that way when it comes to other people, but when it's me, it's like, I've kept this, Um, locked away for the longest time and it was like I became afraid of it and now I'm kind of looking at myself and I'm like it's okay when it's them but I don't know if it's okay when it's you and so that's fun and it's it's not particularly 
great content. I'm sure that you're not super interested in hearing it, but I... something you know I can't just vanish off the face of the earth I can't just disappear because I mean frankly (laughs) this stuff is gonna be all I leave behind I don't have money and no one's gonna name a fucking building after me or something especially not in the UK because I didn't own slaves and that's the only way to get things around here so this this is it this is this is what I have, you know, this is what, this is what I'll leave behind, and I can't just give up on it, because I, because I'm kind of face to face with the, the idea that I, I hate myself, Kenneth Williams didn't do it, and neither will I, so, (laughs) Bitch, I love him. Miss him every day. Oh, God. What's the point? No! We have to... We have to... I don't know. We have to do something. I mean, Christ. I promise there will be some brighter content in this episode. Maybe not right now. Maybe it'll come later. I don't know, but it it will come. I awoke with lightning behind my eyes, pushing painkillers into pursed lips, wondering if it got any better, but deciding not to tempt fate and to just take it as it came. I recalled her eyes so bright in our beautiful playground, the places she takes me when my eyes are heavy and it took the edge off a little. Last night when the lights were low and the moon was making her debut, Brand new in the sky, she stood before me. Her kiss so gentle, so hopeful. And it was the only gift I had truly desired in my 30 spins around the earth. I wrote that on my birthday. It's a bit cheerier than what I just read, so, you know, progress. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote that on my birthday. I just got out of the shower and I was sort of thinking about the dreams I'd had the night before. I'd had a couple of different dreams and I'd woken up with a headache, um, but I'd taken some paracetamol and got in the shower and I was feeling a bit better after I got out of the shower, so that was good. Um, it was one dream. And uh, I saw my my dream girl. I have to, uh, I have this this girl that I dream about, and I'm not entirely sure who she is. 
she sort of reveals herself bit by bit it's a bit of a mystery that's been sort of ongoing uh in my little dream world so that's uh great but she was there so that was nice um (laughs) i had another one about myself it was like i was me but then there was like also like another me like right in front of me and it's like we had this kind of moment of, of like it's okay it's all gonna be fine and it's like i was talking to myself like yeah okay uh, so that was, it was kind of reassuring in a way, and it was kind of nice. Um, I like to think maybe that was some kind of signal of slight self-acceptance, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. But <laughs> um, it was a good moon around that time, so that's probably, probably explains it, let's be real. Um, there was good energy around my birthday, and I feel good about it. Um, I made some wishes. I think they're going to come true. I had a good birthday. Um had a good February so far actually it's been very nice uh, I always have a good February though because it's a fabulous month for fabulous people um, <laughs> um but I like thinking about that that night and the, all those dreams I had because it just makes me feel a bit more optimistic and hopeful about the future it feels nice Thank you for listening to Sincerely Jennifer with me, Jennifer Wan. If you want to find more of my work, you can on my website, jenniferwan.com, or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever with the username, Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier patron supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Casey, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Eleanor, Alicia, Emily, Andy, and Tyler. I'll see you next time.